Welcome to the Agents of Innovation Podcast, where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. Welcome back to the Agents of Innovation podcast. I am your host, Francisco Gonzalez, and I want to welcome you to episode 35. We are going to be featuring an interview on this episode with my good friend, Joe Russo, who started an organization called Palm Beach Tech. We are going to get to that in just a few minutes. But first, I want to thank you for being here. If you uh, are a first-time listener to the podcast, well, you're probably here to listen to Joe Russo. Uh, but I hope you stick around and listen to Francisco Gonzalez and all of our other guests that we have uh, in many other episodes. Uh, we had 34 before this. Scroll back. Uh, you can listen to Joe Russo's favorite interview with Michael Long. Um, I think he said that was the best interview uh, we've ever done on the Agents of Innovation podcast. And he was going to be looking forward to trying to uh, live up to that in his own interview. Uh, but the uh, the podcast features... Uh, interviews with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. And speaking of artists, on this episode, we have a song that will play at the end of the episode by J.D. Iker. We had J.D. Iker on oh, many, many, many uh, podcasts back, but we still enjoy his music and want to bring you some new music from him. Uh, there's a song that we're playing at the end of this episode called This Heart, and uh, I hope you will enjoy that song by J.D. Iker. And then tune in to some of his other songs by finding him online. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you're not yet subscribed, I encourage you to subscribe uh, now so that you can listen and get the uh, be the first to be alerted about all the new episodes. We put uh, about once every two weeks, we put a new episode up. And um, we also have blog posts that accompany those episodes. And you can find those um, by linking to our Facebook or Twitter pages or by going to my website, franciscogonzalez.us. We've also got a lot of great new updates coming on both the website and um, just some of the various things we're going to be doing with the podcast in 2018. So this will be the last episode of 2017, although I know many of you probably don't listen to them, uh, you know, at the time they come out. So depending on when you are listening to this, I hope you are having a great holiday season, and I hope... um, You have many blessings in 2018. It's been a true blessing to be able to connect with so many interesting entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists, and bring those conversations to you. So really appreciate uh, you, the listener, uh, for allowing that to happen. Anyway, thank you uh, for being here. And now we're going to get to a great interview with Joe Russo. Well, I would like to welcome my friend Joe Russo to the Agents of Innovation podcast. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for... never come. Well, it's come, (laughs) Joe. This is your big moment in the sunshine. Um, Or actually, we're inside, away from the sunshine, in this warehouse-looking building called Palm Beach Tech. Um, Thank you for having me in your space here in downtown West Palm Beach. Tell me a little bit more about Palm Beach Tech and... And what this place is all about. Yeah. So Palm Beach Tech uh, is a multifaceted nonprofit organization, and specifically, we're working to build the Palm Beaches into a tech hub. Uh, we do that through 
events, programs, and one of those uh, initiatives is the Palm Beach Tech Space, which is a 3,500-square-foot co-working space here in downtown West Palm Beach, where we are today. And, uh, you know, during the week, you'll see a variety of people in here doing all sorts of projects, companies, startups. Uh, and we even have events here over 100 people at a time that uh, kind of fill us up to uh, our capacity, more or less. But we have members that are tech companies from Jupiter to Boca Raton that represent some of the smartest, most dynamic uh, organizations and startups in Florida, in my opinion. And with their help and with our efforts in partnership with them, we're making some big strides into building the Palm Beaches into that tech and innovation hub we all aspire to be. So, Joe, uh, we're in this place. How many square foot did you say it was? About 3,500 square feet. 3,500. So I'm looking around. I see about maybe six or so kind of offices. Yeah, so we have five offices, a conference room. Um, Most of the space is open. Um, you know, we have 26 desks that people uh, can either rent out as a 24-7 option or just kind of as a place to uh, just be, you know, in your regular 9-to-5 shtick. Uh, you also have your common area as well. Uh, we have benches, hanging chairs, bean bags, like, you know, all your typical stuff. We have a bike hanging from the ceiling. I mean, you, you never know what you're going to see here. If you come here every couple months, there's always something new that we find a way to Put up. I like these like hammock looking things over here. They're kind of interesting. Those are actually ideas from uh, one class of interns that they all were like, "Hey, we should do this." And uh, you, you know, I gave them the task to go on Pinterest one day and come with with ideas, and that's what they decided on. So we um, we went on Amazon. We bought the supplies for like 150 bucks and put these two chairs and hung them from a beam in the ceiling. So, so what gave you the idea to start this? Um, this is not, you know, like a lot of the, the things that Palm Beach Tech has become and what we do, um, a lot of them aren't new ideas. You know, they've been done in other places. We, we, we take some of the best ideas out there and we augment them, we evolve them, we renovate them to what works in the Palm Beaches. Uh, and, you know, we can throw a bunch of ideas on the board and say, hey, this is what people did and here's how we're going to innovate it. But at the end of the day, it's what's going to most impact our community. And that's what we try and focus on every day. So um, who are the sorts of people, um, entrepreneurs, businesses, anybody that's in this space on a sort of regular basis? Well, right over here we have, uh, that we're probably overhearing, is uh, the Zirkelbox. Uh, Matt and Gaida are a uh, married couple who have a company in the uh, energy consulting and software space. And what they do is uh, work with governments and companies to help them on their energy efficiency and their their cost savings to go along with that. And they're building software to... uh, that's support that. Uh, and with them, there's uh, Frank and Damien, and they're software consultants, and they work on developing uh, their platforms for their clients. Uh, and, you know, that's, uh, you know, the type of work you see here any day. You see founders, you see business people, you see smart, innovative technologists, and you see the, the, the people around them, the developers, the designers, the creatives. So, Joe, why would um, an organization or company like that choose to work out of here? What are they doing here as opposed to do they have a a bricks-and-mortar place? Do they work from home? Um, Is this uh, something different that they're doing? Why do they choose to come here and do their work? Everybody has their own reason. Um, We are a nonprofit. We keep our costs very low on purpose. Um, We try and do what we can to 
you, you know, keep our, our, our costs and our, uh, you know, profits as pretty even keel as possible because we don't want to make this a place where, you know, it's just a, you know, a, a large money pit, which a lot of co-working spaces like your WeWorks of the world, you know, they are for profit. Um, people come here because they need a place to get away. They need a place that's a little bit more work-oriented than a coffee shop. They uh, need a place where they can have meetings, where they can get sent mail. And we have our monthly membership starting at 75 bucks. Once you factor in a couple cups of coffee and a peel box, you know, you're paying for itself already. Plus, you just get a lot of really awesome people to be around. So, yeah, speaking of uh, awesome people to be around... Um what are some of the dynamics of that? Do people here that maybe um, cross over? You, know, you mentioned WeWorks is kind of a, a similar model as this, but they're more of a pro, um, for-profit. Um, is it? Do you do you see kind of maybe some collaborative things going on where people kind of are learning about different elements of different businesses um, by being in a shared yeah. space like this? Yeah, and you know you find that a lot is you know one guy will do one thing and another person will do a completely other thing. But just by the nature of being around them, like in the back over there, we have a, uh, a designer, a uh, photographer, and the electrical engineer all sitting next to each other, all doing different things. But they can learn from each other, and they can share ideas and their thoughts just the same. And, you know, if somebody brings uh, in a lead for somebody else, all power to them. But at the end of the day, they're just good people. And, I mean, we, I think we would all just want to work with other good people as opposed to ourselves alone in a, in a room somewhere that nobody else can even find us. That's why people go to coffee shops on the weekends. That's why, you know, people like, like to go out and be around others, share your life, share your professional uh, experiences with others. So if someone's not a member here, can they still come in and utilize any space or, or how, what does that work? Uh, what is that like? So not the space. So if you're a member here, you get to use it to work as, as, as your office, your facility. But if there's a, events going on, we invite people here for the events for free all the time. Um, so if it's a Palm Beach Tech meetup, if it's a WordPress meetup, if there's a JavaScript meetup, whatever the case, um, you know, we invite people to join us for that. So, yeah, and tell me about some of these events. Um, what kind of events do you hold and what, what purposes? Uh, so they're all events that are focused on their content, right? We want to educate the uh, community here and help them be elevated to the next level, right? So part of that is, uh, you know, in including the uh, the right experiences that people want to see, um, the, the right speakers, right panels, things like that, but also bringing the people together. So you, if you go to a JavaScript meetup, you're going because you code JavaScript and you want to be around other people who do that. You also want to get something out of it. So that's the type of stuff we do and uh, you know, we host. We don't do it all firsthand. We kind of do it secondhand in a lot of cases. But, uh, you know, we do want to be supportive and foster that type of community. Well, great. Um, so what... Um so you got a lot of memberships, and do you have like some any kind of like sponsorships, or where do you get your financial support other than memberships? Uh, we were uh, sponsored on the front end by the Knight Foundation, who supported yeah. us with a hundred thousand dollar grant. The city of West Palm Beach gave us hundred, uh, gave us twenty five thousand, excuse me, and uh, the uh, Achieve Agency, a company we share the building with, also gave us twenty five. So that, in addition to a number of in kind and smaller dollar donations, kind of got us off the ground. But, uh, you know, the memberships are supporting us month to month and making us sustainable. 
the uh, the organization as a whole is an annual membership model. So we have tech companies that are members, sort of like a chamber model. But what we found before the tech space as a co-working space was necessary um, is that we needed to implement a strategy that was countywide, that focused on space, that focused on um, basically business uh facilitation um, and incubation. So with that, you needed spaces, you needed events, you needed like a 30,000-foot level approach to it, and that's one of the reasons that the tech space came about, because we didn't find any workable solution to co-working in downtown. There's a lot of people that like to talk about things. There's very few people that actually try and do them, or and fewer, I should say, that accomplish them. So... Uh, when you said kind of working on a chamber model uh, in terms of getting uh, memberships and things like that, but um, so as as the head of this organization, how do you spend a, what's a day in the life of Joe Russo or even a week in the life of Joe Russo? How do you spend your time? Lord help me if I would try to explain this in words. Um, you know, it, it can be really multifaceted. Uh, you know, because. We do a lot of um, operational work here that keeps the organization running, like um, sharing information, doing blogging, social media, sharing um, the the news of someone else's success. Let's say we obviously, you know, we have a co-working space. We got to make the coffee in the morning, right? But uh, you know, from a strategic level, that's where I most kind of look to make my impact in terms of membership development, in terms of working on major educational and talent development initiatives, working to elevate the brand of our tech industry at a whole new level. Those are the things that I try and do. Yesterday I was down at FAU Tech Runway, which is their accelerator program down there in Boca, and uh, they had a uh, venture capital uh, conference where they had 17 people pitch. I got to meet some of those people and meet some of the venture capitalists that were there, and it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, The day before, we had eight startups from the Palm Beaches, from Jupiter to Boca Hotel, and pitch our pitch competition, which was very early stage. And we um, gathered up $12,500 in business services for them for the winter, and then... um, had a number of other prizes that we kind of threw on, including four Star Wars tickets. So you never know what you're going to see when you, uh, you you run into me in the day. Uh, usually, you know, we're pretty packed, but, um, you know, we have a team here, three people full-time, one part-time, and a number of interns, and uh, we're going every day. And most importantly, we're better impacting our community every day. So you mentioned earlier you had given some interns <clears throat> some uh, opportunity to uh put some interesting, let's say, furnishing slash art in this place. Um, what uh, what type of things do interns typically do here? And what other, um, you know, I mean, how have you all, did, what came about in designing this space? There's all sorts of interesting yeah. art and little quotes and, uh, like you said, bikes hanging from ceilings. Yeah, I mean, a lot, I, I'd love to say it was all purposeful, but, um, you know, the general layout was... Um, uh, planned uh, the way it all came about in terms of different things popping up have you know just been sort of random uh, you know over time people add to it people become part of it and I think that's the the good nature of why it seems authentic but what we want to do is uh, and we're working with some uh, companies now to try and better design the space better make it purposeful better impact it with the community that's here and kind of reflecting that right so you want your space to reflect the people who work in it. Um, and, and you know, over time, the the interns are taking impact in that on that too. But you know, we have um, had people come through here that have been 
uh, given opportunities elsewhere uh, that we've helped foster, which is most important. So we don't want to have an intern here for like two years and not give them any opportunity. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we uh, go ahead and get the uh, these people that come in, spend four or five months here, and give them an opportunity that's going to pay them a lot better than we can and get them to the next level of their career, and we try and focus on that, fostering that. So, Joe, out of the different, um, would you say there's about 200 um, members here? Uh, we have about 60 or so members of the... Uh, space and uh, over a hundred as a whole as part of the organization in addition to that. Okay, great. And would you say that most of them, are they running um, sort of, are they entrepreneurs running like for-profit businesses, non-profits? What's the uh, kind of makeup of the different um, entities in here? Mostly companies, uh, freelancers, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, there's a few people that work remote for some larger companies, um, but you know, for the most part, it's people that uh, are doing their own thing or have small companies that they're a part of. Now, recently, I follow you, and you. Um, so, what was this? Back in September, uh, Hurricane Irma hit um, many parts of Florida, including uh, devastating the Florida Keys. And I know you raced down to the Florida Keys for a week or so to help out with some volunteer efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were telling me that uh, who did you go with? Somebody you met here uh, that came through uh, Palm Beach Tech. Yeah, so there's a company who's a startup member with us uh, called Virtual Badge, and they have a uh, an app solution for uh, facility access and some disaster response type work, and um, they. They were at Hurricane Harvey. They did the BP Oriole spill. They are contracted by the country of Nigeria to go there now and also uh, help out with the massive oil spill that's been left over by the number of companies that have been drilling for oil there over the decades. But um, they, uh, I knew they were going down. Um, they accidentally called me, as a matter of fact, on Sunday for something. They meant to call somebody else. And I'm like, oh, are you guys going down to the Keys to help? It's like, yeah, we're going down tomorrow morning. I'm like... Well, do, do you need help? <laughs> and uh, the, the, I don't think they took me seriously at, at first. I think they thought I was joking, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm serious. Let's go. Let's do it. So that was Sunday. The, the hurricane was hitting. Um, and, you know, for most of our area here in the Palm Beaches, we got, got a Category 1, a lot of branches, a lot of debris, but no real major damage. Uh, and, you know, other than that, power is out for a day or so for most people. So I, of course, uh, decided, all right, it's Monday uh, or Sunday, and I'm going to go on Monday. So I called my parents. I uh, emailed my uh, my board and said, hey, I'm going to be out of the office for a few days. Um, not that anybody was looking to get right back to work, um, but, you know, just the same. So I got down there on the morning of September 11th on Monday, and I was there until uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, I w- we were some of the first civilians let past the checkpoint in Homestead, actually. And it was a pretty fun experience to um, be down there and be of such help. Because I think in a lot of situations where people turn on the news and there's emergency situations, they, find out, they kind of feel powerless in what they can do and how they can be of uh, service to the people around them. But, you know, for me to be down there and be able to actually help and be one-on-one with uh, a lot of the... Uh, a, a lot of the, the people that 
do this for a living. It was a great learning experience. But to be able to be helpful was a really great personal experience because you, you always want to be able to do more. And this was uh, one of your uh, members' oh, organizations? Yeah, so Virtual Badge is a technology platform. Uh, you can download it online. It's an app. Uh, FPNL is one of their major users, for example. And, you know, when they have their crews going out throughout a storm, they use the technology to uh, record, like, down power lines and their, um, their solution to that. And it uploads to a, a database dashboard in a, an operation center, and they can um, use that situational awareness to plan out their, their deployments, their missions, things like that. Uh, the keys were a tough uh, time because we didn't have any power. We didn't have any cell reception. We didn't have any means of communication at all. Literally nothing. We were thrown back into the Stone Age in terms of being able to talk to people. And the only way was really through runners. Uh, runners and, uh, you know, some hard lines we had set up. So this technology made it pretty, um, uh, you know, we were able to record all this, but, you know, until you got back and were able to download it, it made it pretty tough. And that's, uh, uh, you know, I've shared that experience with some people in terms of how do you, how do you connect in those situations? You know, I talked to some guy who's uh, got a drone company, and uh, in addition to using drones during emergency response situations to record video and damage and things like that, you can also create a mesh network. So where you have these these drones high in the sky throughout the uh, this area that can be up there for like four or five hours, and I can connect to Wi-Fi. And as long as I got one of them connected to Wi-Fi and they're all interlinked together, I have some means of communication because I can connect all of these people at the same time. And he's also got SATA plank on those as well. So, you know, things like that are going to be big solutions that we need to uh, implement in terms of bettering our technology for disaster response. But my inner nerd was, like, recording everything as this was going on. And... Um, Actually, uh, the, the FEMA liaison at one point, um, as we were drinking beer one night, <laughs> asked me about, uh, hey, can you, like, write some of this stuff down and send it to me? Because, uh, you, you know, we, we really need this type of information. We really need insight and the perspective of a 21st century uh, guy, somebody who understands tech, to, uh, to, to, to think about. And think about a little outside the box. Because when you're in there and you're in the situation of disaster response, I can tell you there were, we found a lot of bad habits. We found bad habits because we couldn't communicate. We were not using the technology that we do on a daily basis. And that was a pretty interesting, cathartic experience if somebody uses technology every day to not be able to use it at all. Well, it sounds like um, the kind of entrepreneurs that um, you all are attracting here at Palm Beach Tech are outside-the-box thinkers, maybe inside a big box um, altogether in a big open space. But um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what would it, if somebody is interested in becoming uh, a member organization or member company of Palm Beach Tech and wants to work in the space, uh, what, who do they contact? What do they do? Uh, they can go online and go to palmbeachtech.org. My content information is on there. Our memberships are on there. You can sign up online. Uh, you can feel free to drop by our office or 313 Daytour Street in downtown West Palm Beach. And uh, we're pretty much here 8 to 5 every day of the week except next week, which is Thanksgiving, as we're recording this. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, we're we're always ready to talk technology and to, to talk about the cool things that are going on in Palm Beach County. Great. And um, how often do you do events here, and what kind of events can people come to? Uh, any of them, really. Um, we do events. Uh, our main one is the Palm Beach Tech Meetup we do once a month. There's always something monthly going on here, either it be uh, our meetups that we do uh, as part of our operation or somebody else that we support, like a digital marketing meetup or a WordPress meetup or something like that. Finally, Joe, just the last kind of two questions, kind of a two-for-one. Um, what have been the biggest challenges for you since you started this? When did you start this, by the way? Uh, this started in pretty much May of 2015 was when I pretty much shifted to doing it full-time. The organization itself was founded on July 7th of 2015, and uh, since then it's been my full-time job. And what have been some of the, the major challenges of the last two years, and then what is your uh, vision going forward? Um, we're raising enough money <laughs> to, uh, to, you know, especially early on, you you know, you make an investment of your time to make something work. And like any startup, you know, you're you're doing it on a wing and a prayer. Um, there's a lot of challenges in building an organization, especially as a 25 year old guy who was uh, the face of it. To bring all of these CEOs and these executives together was not easy. It's still not easy. You know, we have to fight um, for our our mission on a daily basis. We have to fight for our community on a daily basis because what we're trying to do is not do it from the perspective of make money like I think some nonprofits find their uh, a rabbit hole into. But I'd rather focus on the results, the mission, the community. Everything else falls secondary beyond that. And making that work in a in a way that you can keep the lights on and keep the doors open and maintain a staff to do it. It's not always easy. So, Joe, you are an entrepreneur, and you are surrounded by many entrepreneurs all the time in Palm Beach, uh, here at the Palm Beach Tech uh, space. And uh, if, do you have any observations or advisement um, about entrepreneurs or advisement um, to other would-be entrepreneurs? Uh, listen to the advice of others. Find a support system. Find people that you can trust, that you can talk to and share. Uh, and with that, that they can share with you because uh, nobody gets to a point of success as an entrepreneur unless they have people around them that they can, uh, they can lean on and in return can lean on them. Well, awesome, Joe. Well, keep up the great work. Thank you again for being on the Agents of Innovation podcast. Uh, people can find all this uh, stuff on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, both for the podcast and for Palm Beach Tech. Uh, also, uh, we, we put up a blog post, so um, I bet we'll do that about this episode. And I uh, hope more people will share the story of Palm Beach Tech. Thanks for being on the Agents of Innovation podcast. Thanks for having me. And this was so much better than Michael Long's. Oh, my gosh.
Speed. 